sin can also cause poverty. So, but Jesus Christ redeemed us from both. Hallelujah! So now we can live in total and complete health, divine health, and we can also live in divine prosperity. Amen. We can also live a holy and sinless life. So one of the things that we're looking, some of the chapters that we're looking at in discussing grace being a license for lasciviousness, which is a misconception, is that we're looking at, we look, we're looking at, we first looked at Romans 6, which in summary talks about being dead to sin and alive to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that you should reckon yourselves. Verse 11 says, even so, Romans 6, 11, even so, consider yourselves also dead to sin and your relation to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So what that in essence is saying that you should by faith believe that you've died already with Christ. When that when Jesus died on the cross, you also died with him. Amen. And then in bat baptism, you were buried with him. So your grave was that uh, pool that you, you got into the other time to be baptized. And then when we pulled you out, you were risen from the dead. Hallelujah! Resurrection power. Now belongs to you. <laughs> Amen. So you're supposed to be living the resurrected life of Christ. You can't live the resurrected life of Christ if you keep saying that we're not perfect, we're all sinners, uh, we sin sometimes. Can you live the resurrected life like that? I said, can you live... <laughs> Can you live the resurrected life of Christ by saying, I'm a sinner saved by grace. We sin sometimes. We're not perfect. No? Can you say that? Can you live the resurrected life? No. The Bible says you should consider yourselves indeed dead to sin and alive to Christ. Romans chapter 7 talks about being dead to the law. So not just being dead to sin, you also need to be dead to the law because the law awakens, the, awakens or gives sin its power. The Bible says in Romans 7, let's look at it, it says, uh, verse 5, okay, let's look uh, from verse 4. It says, likewise, my brethren, you have undergone death as to the law through the crucified body of Christ so that now you may belong to another. So what happened in talking about uh, chapter 7? It says that in verse 1, it says, Do you not know, brethren? When he says, do you not know, brethren, it means that some people don't know. He's talking to believers here. Do you not know, brethren, for I am speaking to men who are acquainted with the law, that legal claims have power over a person only for as long as he is alive. The law has no power over you 
if you're dead. Hallelujah. So, unless you consider yourselves dead, you will be subject to the law. So it says, for instance, a married woman is bound by law to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is loosed and discharged from the law concerning her husband. So when we became, when we were born into this world, we were married to sin. Sin was our spouse, so to speak. But then Jesus became sin and died. That caused us to be discharged from our relationship to sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when he rose from the dead and we accepted his payment for our sin, we then became married to him. But we cannot be in sin and be married to Christ. That would be committing adultery. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So you have to be dead to sin. You have to die to sin and your relation to so that you can get married to Christ. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So likewise, my brethren, you have undergone death as to the law through the crucified body of Christ so that now you may belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead in order that we may bear fruit for God. It says, when we were living in the flesh, mere physical lives, the sinful passions that were awakened and aroused uh, roused up by what the law makes sin, we're constantly operating in our natural powers, in our bodily organs, in the sensitive appetites and wills of the flesh, so that we bore fruit for death. But he says, but now we are discharged from the law and have terminated all intercourse with it, having died to what once restrained us and held us captive. So now we serve not under obedience to the old code of written regulations, but under the obedience to the promptings of the Spirit in newness of life. So he says, what then do we conclude? Is the law identical with sin? Certainly not. Tell someone, certainly not. The law is holy. Nevertheless, if it had not been for the law, I should not have recognized sin or have known its meaning. For instance, I would not have known about covetousness, would have no consciousness of sin or sense of guilt if the law had not repeatedly said, you shall not covet and have an evil desire for one thing and another. Verse 8, this is the last verse I will take for today. But sin, finding opportunity in the commandment to express itself, got a hold on me and aroused and stimulated all kinds of forbidden desires, lust, covetousness. For without the law, sin is dead. The sense of, is, of it is inactive and a lifeless being. Amen. 
Amen. So we'll continue next week, and I'll invite Brother Ubong to take our confession. Hallelujah. 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 Christ is risen. Risen indeed. Um, we all know that um, even though Christ had died, paid the price for us, um, because we're saved by grace through faith, there's something that we still need to do. We need to reckon it to ourselves for us to be able to receive that which He had done on the cross. So as we get in this season, we have to know those things that Christ did for us and reckon them to ourselves, believe it in our hearts, and that's the only way we're going to enjoy the benefits. Um, let's say our confessions together. I am a beloved, and he is mine. His banner over me is love. He by himself bore our sins on his body on the cross, that we being dead to sin might live for righteousness, by whose stripes, by whose stripes we were healed. For he has blessed our food and drink and taken sickness away from our midst. Therefore, I live in divine health. I am well, spirit, soul, and body. My God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He has also made all grace abound towards me so that I always have everything I need and plenty left over to share with others. Amen. Therefore, I declare that all my bills are paid on time. I am completely and absolutely debt-free. I have more than enough for myself, plenty more to give away and to invest. People are using their positions, their influences, resources, and ability to help me become all that God has planned for me to be. Amen. No weapon fashioned against me prospers, and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment is condemned. For Christ has reconciled me to the Father in his body through death, presenting me holy, blameless, without blemish, and beyond reproach in his sight. Hallelujah. Now all things work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his good purpose. My light is shining brighter and brighter every day for God is at work in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. Therefore, I will be glad and rejoice and I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Uh, let's declare this for not just for Love Foundation, but the entire body of Christ, all churches all over the world. Um, Love Foundation Christian Center is a family of God's love. Everyone is welcome and accepted here. Jesus Christ is our Lord. We love and care for each other, and we are all we are always reaching out to make others a part of this family, as we all grow together to become exactly like Him to the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is worthy of our praise. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your love and for redeeming us from death and destruction. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. My Redeemer, you are worthy to
to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised.